Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. I mean, beverages, watching a big game, it can't get any better. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, sometimes you can overthink things and look for dilemmas and conspiracy theories and other issues. And sometimes you can say, you know what? It's as simple as one team got beat. We'll get to Tom Brady and the fact he's 43 years of age and he wins another Super Bowl. But the real headliner to me, Mike, right now as we sit here, Monday morning, the Super Bowl is over, 31-9 final. It's what the hell happened to Kansas City Chiefs. What happened to this team that has been a juggernaut? And we have discussed in the past, yeah, they don't win teams by large margins. They don't you know, overwhelm teams. But there's always a way that they find a way. And their offense in particular has been clicking. Mahomes is incredible. How the hell did this team not score a single touchdown? Well, I, I think it, you know, you're right. I think we overthink it. And I think that when you go through it, you know, football is a game that has a lot of evolutions and flows to it. But at the essence of football, at truly what what makes great teams and what makes teams win championships is ultimately the quarterback play, offensive and defensive linemen. And Kansas City has been able to get away with horseshit offensive linemen for the most part. You know, those five guys that played out there last night probably aren't going to start for any team in the National Football League. Even when they had Fisher at left tackle, you know, he's better than what we saw from Remners. But that's still not good enough. And there's some liability with their offensive line. And I think where the miscalculation on all our parts were believing that Andy Reid could overcome it. And I think the the essence of the game is always going to be the essence of the game. Whoever controls both lines will win championships. Whoever controls it with dominance, who can hit the quarterback and keep his quarterback from getting hit will always win. And it doesn't take a, a stellar quarterback performance. You know, it doesn't take flash. It just takes time in the pocket to do that. And I think that game is another lesson that, you know, history, 
may not repeat itself, but it often rhymes. And the rhyming is you better block them. You better be able to rush them. If you can't, you know, then you're going to be in trouble. And, and like you said, their tackles, we had discussed this previously in the GM Shuffle. and said, listen, they're going to be in trouble because their tackles aren't as good. But we had felt that, well, Andy Reid will disguise plays. As you had said, Mike, he, he obviously knows, as you said, his tackle stinks. So he'll figure out a way to get Mahomes out moving around. That brings the whole idea of this Mahomes toe injury. You know, maybe the toe injury is worse than it was. Maybe just this Bucks defense was great. Maybe Todd Bowles does deserve credit uh, for the way he had, as they said at the halftime, two high safeties. Obviously, a ferocious pass rush, Jack Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, specific to Mahomes, was this just a lousy game? Was it great coverage? What do you think? I I think this, I think where I'm most disappointed with is Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, any of those guys offensively. I think this might've been Andy Reid's worst coaching performance in a big game because they played split safety the whole game. They rushed for very little blitz and yet they never really were willing to run the football. Bowles went into the game exactly what we said on this podcast. We said Bowles is going to encourage them to run the ball, and I believe they would have. That's why I liked Hilaire for his over numbers on a prop. I thought they would run the ball, but they didn't, and because they didn't, because they kept trying to run their stuff against split safety, and they took Hill out of the game, and then whenever Mahomes had to hold the ball— it was problematic. And so for all the things that we thought that they were going to be able to come out and game plan, they couldn't really game plan around two shitty tackles and a shitty offensive line. So, you know, yeah, I mean, Mahomes played poorly, but I think Mahomes played poorly by circumstance, you know, because he had no time to throw the ball. He never felt comfortable in the pocket. And this was a game where they did nothing. I mean, I thought Andy would watch Matt LaFuck you know, game plan and say, I'm not leaving my tackles out there on an island like that. And yet he did. And yet he did. It became plays, not players. And Andy's typically really good about players and plays working together. And this time it wasn't. So for me, that was, I think, the most disappointing factor of the game is I thought his game plan, his adjustments, his not understanding they were in a split safety coverage the entire game. Now, what does that mean? Split safety coverage means that they have too high, that they're going to have a lighter box, and that you've got to be able to run the ball against a lighter box. They're encouraging you to run. And when they did run it, like with Hilaire, they, they were able to. And then the game management at the end of the first half. I mean, here it is, 14 to 6 AD. You know, you kick back off. You stop them for a two-yard loss, right? Now, at this point in the game, you're not playing great defense. Remember that you you had the goal line stand to keep them out of the end zone, or else this is a 21-6 to game. So, you know, there's 40-some seconds. You're not really pass-protecting well enough to get back in the game. I know you're the Chiefs in the most explosive offense, but maybe you might be better off just going into halftime, getting the ball down 14-6. to You call timeout, Right. Then they get then they get six yards on the next play. So now you're in a little bit of a bind, and you call timeout again. And then the next thing you know, you know they get a first down. Then they get a horrible pass. I mean, the, we could talk about the, the pass interference penalties, but the reality of it is, is they put themselves in that position with the management of the game. Here's a important lesson for coaches, right? Understand the game. You know, this is not week eight of the season where you think you're going to get the ball back and score because you're not blocking them. 
Go into halftime 14 to 6, come out, get points to start the second half, and regroup. Yeah, and as far as regrouping, Mahomes is never able to. I mean, some of these numbers, Mike, are just stunning. I mean, three sacks, eight quarterback hits, pressured a Super Bowl record 29 times, running for his life. He traveled 497 yards before throwing the ball or being sacked. That's the most scramble yards in a game by any quarterback since 2016. That's according to Next Gen Stats. I mean, as you said, they're missing Fisher, they're missing Schwartz. Barrett and Pierre Paul made life miserable for him. His first double-digit loss in the NFL. First since his Texas Tech team lost to Iowa State 66-10 to in 2016, and he had gone 35 starts without losing by more than seven points. Here's Mahomes on how Tampa contained the Chiefs' offense. They had a good game plan. They kind of took away our deep stuff. They took away the sidelines, and, and they, they, they did a good job of rallying to the football and making tackles. Um, uh, we we weren't we weren't executing early. Uh, had a few miscues. Um, guys weren't we weren't on the same page. Um, but I mean, credit to them, man. They played they played a heck of a game defensively and offensively and beat us. And as you had said, Mike, they were not going to let Tyreek Hill beat them. And when it came to Hill and Kelsey, they were not overwhelmed or were not able to overwhelm what Tampa was doing defensively. Yeah, I mean, look, we I like the Kelsey prop for over. He's ten catches, one thirty three. So that was a smart play if you did that. Hilaris got nine rushes for sixty four yards. Smart play if you took him. I think he was twenty six. It was between twenty six and thirty one. So that was a good call. The Gronk call, you know, right there. Gronk's got six for sixty seven. But for me to sit here in Ocean City, New Jersey, and know what they're going to do and have the Chiefs be surprised that they're playing deep. They're not letting Tyreek Hill beat them. I mean, you know, they're saying, Sammy Watkins, you beat me. You know, Robinson, you beat me. Pringle, you beat me. Hardeman, you beat me. Somebody else beat me, but I'm not going to let I'm not gonna let Tyreek Hill beat me. Now, Kelsey, maybe. But, but when you get this game to be 49 passes, which it had to be, I like both quarterbacks to be under their number. Brady was under his 29 passing attempts. Mahomes went over at 49, so it was one for one there. But the reality here is, I think to me, it's like you, you, you didn't anticipate what they were going to do. The greatest lesson you can learn was the last game. There was no way they were going to play blitz and cover one. There's just no way. They know they couldn't cover them, so they had help on top every time. I mean, this is Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles should have been the MVP of the game. I mean, I love Tommy Brady, and Tommy's 21 for 29. You know, he's got a 125 quarterback rating, 31, three touchdowns. I mean, perfect game, right? Did perfect. You know, what did we talk about, AD? 25 first downs, they have 26. 26 first downs. Now, they got six of them by penalty. Six first downs by penalty. Penalty. Remarkable, right? Remarkable. So, you know, they get 340 yards. They, they Again, time of possession, no big deal. Only had the ball 31 minutes. But they got 26 first downs. So Brady played, Brady played really well. But the key to this game is, and let's not forget about it, is the Tampa defense holding them to nine points, creating such problems. You know, they're three for 13 on third down, one for three on fourth down. I mean, that's the game. Todd Bowles is the MVP. Could you imagine, you know, if you're, if you're an NFL team and you didn't interview Todd Bowles for a head coaching job, you know, now look, I hear people say, well, Todd Bowles was bad at the Jets. I think Todd Bowles just needs the right general manager to be a really good head coach. I think this guy gets it. I think he sees players. I think he sees plays. And I think he proved it on Sunday. 
Yeah, he's been a head coach before and now as a defensive coordinator. It certainly was his finest moment. As far as Brady is concerned, 201 yards passing, three touchdowns. You remember the fact, very few incompletions, as you mentioned. More Super Bowl titles now with seven. He's got a five-time Super Bowl MVP. He's got more titles than any franchise in NFL history, topping the six, each one by the Steelers and the Patriots. Fifth Super Bowl MVP, he makes history. He's the only player with five. Joe Montana is second with three. He also passes his childhood Michael Jordan, who had six titles. Now Brady has seven titles. He also passes Paul Bear Bryant in that in that category. He's now tied in terms of titles with Nick Saban, Mickey Mantle, and Babe Ruth. Seven titles. He's now won a Super Bowl in three different decades. And he's now proven he can win a championship without Bill Belichick. Here's Tom Brady reflecting on the season. This has been an amazing year. Amazing year. We got off to a good start, seven and two, and then had a little rough stretch where we kind of found our identity and um, played a lot better football down last December, January, and um, just really proud of all the guys, proud of all the uh, coaches, the effort we put in. Um, we knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. So you want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it. It's amazing, Mike. They were 7-5 and five at one point, and they went on a 7-0 and oh run. You talk about a team getting hot at the right time, and as you said, as far as Brady is concerned, effective passing, opportunistic, and no turnovers. Huge. He played exactly how he had to play it. He, you know, they, he took away their zero blitz pressures. They had no answer for it. He caught them in mistakes, utilized the players he trusted the most, Gronk and Brown. Those are the two. They have 11 catches between them, too. It was able to run the football effectively when he needed to, keep them off balance. They had 33 rushing attempts in the game. You know, he's got 21 completions. So there he is. He's at 54 total for the game. Converts some key third downs when he has to. And, get, and you know, we talked about going after Ward, the, the, the pass interference penalty guy, 35 for the Chiefs. He gets one out of him. You know, he's able to do that. So, you know, I mean, I think, and, and they were able to hold up, give credit to their offensive line because I thought they would have some trouble with Clark and Jones and they were able to hold up. And I think that this is also a commentary on the Chiefs defense. I think when you watch the Chiefs defense, they take so many chances, they blow so many coverages and their offense typically always bails them out. That We know they're not good on defense. We know they have some good defensive players, but they're not good on defense. But their offense is able to make it. So all they needed to do was make one play a drive. And Brady kept them, for the most part, from making that one play a drive. And so when they had to play consistently, when they couldn't play battleship football and hit something and, and create negative plays, you know, it, that, that their defense can never carry the Chiefs. Their offense had to. That's why, to me, Bowles is the MVP of the game. Because if it's not for his performance, you know, then it's a different game. And save some love for Coach Bruce Arians. Waited until he was age 60 to finally get his first NFL head coaching job. He becomes the oldest head coach to ever win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers assistants, Lori Locust and Moral Javadifar, the first female coaches to win the Super Bowl. Arians afterwards reflecting on the talking heads that criticized the Bucs. This audio courtesy of NFL Network. Man, Tom and I laugh so much about that stuff, Michael. I mean, it was hilarious. Uh, you know, somebody's got to have news anymore. Too many talking heads out there. Y'all are great, but there's way too many talking heads out there. Everybody got to have a damn story, you know? I mean, somebody asked me what happened on the two interceptions. I told him what the hell happened. And all of a sudden, I'm criticizing Tom Brady. Tom and I were fine. We didn't have any problem. I told him the same thing in a team meeting. I love the guy. He lo We have a great relationship, man. And uh, yeah, it was just hilarious. And every time I'd come in, my I said, man, Ningovich, he's trying to get me fired, dude. Can you call him up? What the hell's going on? It's good that he's laughing now, Mike. But listen, they, there was some friction at some points this season. Come on. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, anybody who thinks that that offense last night – 
was Bruce Arians' offense from the start. You're just watching two different things. I mean, Bruce, tremendous. Hall of, you know, wins the Super Bowl. Can't ever take that away. Great job. But that offense, that, that offense was what Brady wanted that offense to become. And that's what it took. It took Brady to be able to change that offense, make them more comfortable, do the things that he needed to do, and throw the plays, run the plays that Brady likes to run. It was more New England offense than it was the, what it was the, the no risk it, no biscuit. So, and that's not, and that, that's nothing wrong with it. That's nothing wrong with it. But the tune has changed down in Tampa and deservingly so. You know, we don't want Antonio Brown. We're never signing him. Here he is in the Super Bowl with five catches, right? And a touchdown. Now, yeah, it, you know, 22 yards, but still, you know, he's got five catches. You know, we don't need him, but yet they do. I mean, the reality of this game was they beat that team. Godwin has two catches for nine yards. Mike Evans has one for 31 and the pass interference call. Think about that. I mean, you know, their longest pass play was 31 yards, and that was to Mike Evans on on the on the deep on the on the cross on the deep cross. So, you know, this is really what it became was the Patriot offense that Brady loved in his style within the Arians. So, I don't think anybody's trying to get him fired. I think just that you know sometimes he made comments that I think were needed to be talked about. And this whole notion that, you know, we're running my offense and we're going to take shots. I mean, you know, that, that, that's not what that offense was last night. And it's all but adjustments and figuring out the right recipe for success. We'll take a break in a second and get into the gambling aspect of last night's game. But one more thought, and that's the horrible news that came off the field. Multi-vehicle car crash involving Britt Reed, the son of Chiefs head coach Andy Reed, the team's outside linebackers coach on Thursday night leaving a five-year-old girl hospitalized in critical condition. The 35-year-old Reed admitted to drinking prior to the crash. An investigation is underway. Reed has not yet been charged. Here's what Andy Reed, the head coach, had to say about his son. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you my heart bleeds for the the people involved in it. I I mentioned that, Diana. And so, again, we had put the game plan in the week before. And so the, the distraction wasn't a distraction as far as the game plan goes. That That was already in and how we were going to work with it and, and go forward. So I would tell you, you know, I, I mean, anything, That's a, it's a loaded question, Diana. I, I, uh, from a human standpoint, yeah, it, uh, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, from a football standpoint, two separate things. From a football standpoint, uh, you know, that wasn't, I don't think that was uh, the problem. Uh, listen, Andy Reid's had a lot of issues off the field when it comes to his kids. One of his sons, accidental overdose from drugs, died. And this son, Britt, has been in prison before, you know, flashed a weapon at someone, also issues with drugs. This is a terrible story, Mike, but I understand what Andy Reid's trying to say is that, listen, this didn't impact the game, but he clearly did not look like the coach was all there. No, I, you know, like I said, I, the, what's the, the biggest surprise of Super Bowl 55 to me is you didn't think this was coming? I mean, that to me would be the, the, the quote that I would believe. Like, you didn't think they were going to just play cover two, play two, play, play quarter coverage, play uh, uh, split safety coverage, excuse me, and, and basically dare you to run the ball? To, you know, dare your shitty offensive line to, to have to block, dare your shitty offensive line to, to have to hold the ball, protect so that the quarterback has to hold the ball and take away the deep routes. I mean, essentially, you know, that's what they did in the speed of the Bucks defense. You know, this, the thing that's interesting is when we played, when every time I've always felt like, you know, you, sometimes tape lies to you because you're watching a game tape and the team's faster than you think they were. The Baltimore Ravens in 02 when we played them at the Raiders, way faster than the tape looked like. You know, you think you have plays, but you really don't. Same thing with the Bucks. 
when the Bucs were playing great. So, you know, the one thing the Chiefs did, they played this defense before. They knew how fast they were. They knew they could run, you know. And so for them to be caught off guard with split safety as opposed to middle of the field coverage is remarkable to me. And there was no game plan to adjust to that. I thought they would put Tyreek Hill in the backfield. I thought they would do, I thought they would run multiple screens. I thought they would have some creative way to help their tackles out. You know, this was a game truly that you needed to be in two tight ends, one back, two receivers. You need to balance the formation. You need to be able to say to yourself, okay, look, we are going to be able to help one of these tackles out one way or the other, change the protections constantly, and go from there. And, and you know, they just didn't do it. And I think Andy's going to sit in his office tomorrow because one thing about Andy Reid, he's going to work every day. You know, I, I think he's going to regret this game plan. He's going to look like, you know, damn it, I should have changed it. And I think that's the only way you can look at it. No doubt about it, that this game was thought to be a lot more competitive. A lot of us thought the Chiefs would win. The Chiefs are the favorites by three, three and a half. And instead, it's the Bucks who stunningly win again. They were on the road for three straight games at home for a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl, and they prevail. When we come back, we'll focus on the betting side of things, how Tampa Bay's win affected betters, plus our favorite commercials from the Super Bowl. That's coming up on the GM Shuffle. All right, this is the best time of the year for any sports fan. The college basketball tournament is coming up. Who could get enough hoops? And I'm rooting for Arizona this year. I'm a West Coast guy. I want to see a West Coast team win it. Hasn't been done since 1997. Hopefully the Wildcats can get it done. But regardless of who makes it to the final game in the tourney, one thing's for certain. It takes the most talented people working together to help these teams play at this level. And if you're hiring, you want the most talented people on your team to help your business go to the next level. And right now, our friends over at ZipRecruiter can help you do that. ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash shuffle. You can try it out, no cost whatsoever. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology starts showing you qualified people for your position. Once you review your list of the most qualified candidates, you can easily invite your top choices to apply so they're more likely to apply sooner. Pick ZipRecruiter to help you build a winning team. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash shuffle. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash shuffle. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. From a betting perspective, Mike, this was <laughs> kind of crazy because the Buccaneers opened at 65 to 1, then went to 16 to 1 after signing Brady. In the Super Bowl's futures market, 9% of the tickets and 11% of the handle was on Tampa Bay. So going into the playoffs, the worst possible outcome for Bet MGM in terms of Super Bowl futures was the Bucs winning it all. They won three straight road games, then beat the Chiefs, winning straight up as an underdog in their final three games. Like from a gambling perspective, this was a stunner for the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, look, I had the game wrong. I had the under right. I, I had a a lot of the props good, but you know, the way this game went to me was surprising in the sense that, you know, the domination. I mean, could you imagine if you would have just paid $10 on the Chiefs not scoring a touchdown? You know, what were the odds on that one? You know, and so look, I, I think that this is just really a for me a lesson to learn about how important offensive and defensive lines are. You know, when we get ready for the draft, you know, if I were a GM in the league and you're getting ready for the draft and every scout in the room's telling us to draft a receiver and every mock draft has you drafting a receiver, just put this fucking tape on. 
just watch this fucking tape and then say, look, fellas, it's great to have great receivers. I love having Tyreek Hill. I want him on my team, but we can't block anybody. So what the fuck good is having them? Like until we can block somebody, it really, and it proves Walsh's point. It proves Walsh's point. The last position you take care of on your football team is the wide receiver because he felt always felt like, and this is an offensive coach because he felt like that the offensive line can make receivers better than what they are. Now the chiefs have gotten away with it, away with it for what, 26 games. So I'm not chat, but there's always going to be some matchup that's going to not allow you to win. And they found it. So, you know, I think that one thing I don't feel sorry for the books because they had a money going both ways. There was as much money coming in on the bucks as there were the, uh, the Chiefs, there were people over there. We had a guy, there was a guy at the Borgata that was walking around Sunday morning, AD. He had a duffel bag full of money, $271,000 in cash. He's walking <laughs> around and he's not sure what he wants to play. Seriously, this is a true story. He's not sure what he wants to play. And so, um, and so he's walking around, he's pacing. Finally, he decides to take the Chiefs. And I have to, excuse me, he takes the Bucks and a half a point in the first quarter. So if it's a tie score, he wins. If the Chiefs, if the Bucks are up seven to three, he wins. If the, if the Chiefs are up three, nothing, he loses, right? Well, remember, Gronk scored that touchdown just at the end of the first quarter. So he cashes. Then he takes that two, he won 215,000 off above his 271. So then he takes that 478 and he turns it into the under in the second half and and he turns it into the under in the second half. So the second half had, the second half had, had thirteen points. He wins that, but he loses it all because he took the Bucks and he gave the Chiefs seven and a half in the second half, and he lost by half a point. I mean, that's uh, just the idea of the duffel bag and the two hundred seventy-one thousand. I mean, that that is a fantastic image I have now. This guy <laughs> putting that money down. Um, you mentioned Gronk. Big day for anyone backing him. First touchdown of the game, he cashed that prop at 18 to 1. In the market of win cast props, that combines a player's stats with the result of the game. Gronkowski to score and the Bucks to win was the most popular bet. So Gronk stepping up was also big. Yeah. I mean, look, you knew Brady was going to go to the, the player that he trusted. Brady's mantra is trust. He's got to trust you to throw you the football. And he trusted Gronk. And there was no matchup on that team. We said it there. There was no matchup. That's why the Gronk on two and a half on the overcatches was a, was a really a good easy bet. Because Gronk, there was no matchup. No one could cover Gronk on that team. They didn't have anybody to cover Gronk. Sorensen can't cover him. Mathau can't. Nobody could cover him. So it was really good. And I think that ultimately Brady knew that was going in. Yeah, all the bets as far listen, Mahomes is over under and passing yards, woefully short. That was at 329 and a half. Brady was plus 190 uh, to win Super Bowl MVP. So that was also another good bet. And one more, the next year's odds to win the Super Bowl, according to Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill, the Chiefs are the favorite, listed at plus 550. Then you've got the Packers at plus 900, and now the Buccaneers at plus 1100. Even when the Chiefs lost, Mike, the feeling is, well, no, no, they were the better team. As you said, they just screwed the pooch when it came to the game plan. No doubt. And, and I think, look, the Chiefs got some cap issues they've got to get under control. And you know the Chiefs are going to draft offensive and de- offensive linemen. They're going to have to. I mean, they got to repair their offensive line. I mean, that that's a bad lesson to learn. I mean, you know, they can talk about all these skilled players they want. I mean, Le'Veon Bell didn't even play in the game. He dressed and didn't even play. 
uh, LaShawn McCoy dressed and didn't even play. You know, so it's all those guys that you talk about, you think you're going to get, you need all these skilled players. You know, we're going to get Le'Veon Bell in here. Remember all the hoopla about that? Didn't even play in the game. Didn't even play in the game. So, you know, for me, it's really comes down to that's what they have to do. And, and look, can the Bucks duplicate? Look, the defense comes back. They don't have cap issues. They're going to be able to sign some of their guys back. I'm sure they're going to have to take some time to get Gronk and all those guys, but I'm sure they can make it work. And a few prop bets here. Super Bowl coin toss result was heads. First touchdown scored by Gronk. Also scored the second touchdown. Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan took two minutes and 17 seconds to sing the national anthem. That clears the over-under of one minute and 59 seconds. Sadly, no cowboy hat after we mentioned Dean Martin wearing a cowboy hat. And what color was the Gatorade? How about this? Blue. Blue opened the week as a plus 750 underdog, but by kickoff, the odds had improved to plus 400. Think about that, Mike. The, the line moved on the color of the Gatorade. This is what the world has come to. Isn't it great? Isn't it unbelievable? I mean, I would have never guessed blue. I would think that whatever color your team likes drinking, that's the color you're going to give them. Like, I don't like blue Gatorade. I don't, I don't like the blue Gatorade. I like the lemon Gatorade. But besides the point, you know, but I just, to me, it's amazing how much we love, we love betting on something obscure, you know, the, the, the coin toss, you know, the, the color of the Gatorade, the national anthem, 217, you know, I mean, that was a long one too, you know, that, and you got to believe a duet's always going to go over. Yeah, I agree. That's good. That's good logic for next time. We got to remember duet's always going to go over. When we come back, we'll break down the funniest commercials to air plus our thoughts on the weekend. Stay tuned. You know, if you really want to gain an edge in life, it's all about doing the little things, making the little changes that add up to the biggest of differences. And that's where our friends at Seed really kick in. My daily routine is pretty hectic. I wake up in the morning, I'm checking the betting odds, I'm looking at all the news that's going on. Well, I do need something that's going to keep me on track with my gut health. And DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits my gut, my skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I mean, I've integrated it into my daily routine with breakfast. Boop, take one in the morning. It's an easy capsule, and that's all you got to do there. And what I've noticed, I wake up with better energy. I'm sharper at work. I'm doing all the things that I need to do to get stuff done. And because it's really, really key, since your body is your ecosystem, you know, your gut is the central hub for various pathways through the body, and a healthy gut means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and much more. And what's really cool about this is that if you need a refill, it's already on the way. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when you use consistently like other routine health habits so seed subscription service easily builds dso1 into your routine with no refrigeration needed trust your gut with seeds dso1 daily symbiotic go to seed.com shuffle and use code 25 shuffle that's 25 shuffle to get 25 percent off your first month 25 percent off your first month of seeds dso1 daily symbiotic at seed.com shuffle code 25 shuffle You know, if you really want to gain an edge in life, it's all about doing the little things, making the little changes that add up to the biggest of differences. And that's where our friends at Seed really kick in. My daily routine is pretty hectic. I wake up in the morning, I'm checking the betting odds, I'm looking at all the news that's going on. Well, I do need something that's going to keep me on track with my gut health. And DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits my gut, my skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I mean, I've integrated it into my daily routine with breakfast. Boop, take one in the morning, it's an easy capsule, and that's all you got to do there. And what I've noticed, I wake up with better energy, I'm sharper at work, I'm doing all the things that I need to do to get stuff done. 
about it. And because it's really, really key since your body is your ecosystem. You know, your gut is the central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and much more. And what's really cool about this is that if you need a refill, it's already on the way. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when you use consistently like other routine health habits. So Seed subscription service easily builds DSO-1 into your routine with no refrigeration needed. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash shuffle and use code 25SHUFFLE. That's 25SHUFFLE to get 25% off your first month. 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash shuffle code 25SHUFFLE. All right, favorite Super Bowl commercials, the ones everyone were talking about. How about Jason Alexander? I mean, he got stepped on, spit on, sat on for Tide. There was a beloved sweatshirt featuring, that's right, George from Seinfeld, well-loved until it's washed off. That was pretty funny. I love seeing Wayne's World reunited. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey joining forces once again to promote Uber Eats. The teaser, for legal reasons, cannot be for the Super Bowl, featured many of the duo's signature catchphrases, including Schwing, and of course, one close to your heart, Mike, Jeep stretching his hands across America to tug at your heartstrings all the way to Jersey with Bruce Springsteen narrating a rumination of the reunited States of America in 2021. The boss saying we can make it to the mountaintop through the desert and we will cross this divide. Our light has always found its way through the darkness and there's hope on the road up ahead. Bruce bringing it. Bringing it deep, you know, and I mean, Bruce wrote that commercial. That, that, that's, that's, that's so much Flanny O'Connor, O'Connor, who Bruce reads religiously it's it's her influence within that commercial and his ability to take what he reads from her and and steinbach and all the people that he does read and translate it you know and and millie looked at me like what 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 was the commercial about you know i i do think there was a sense of a little bit of of depressed you know i want i wanted some uplifting i didn't think they were as good you know, as they needed to be. Did you? I, I wasn't as encouraged. I love the Jason Alexander one, although I'm not sure everybody knows that George's ringtone was, believe it or not, George isn't at home. You know, I'm not sure everybody <laughs> knew that, but it was great to see it. Right. I, I love the, you, you know, I love that one. And, you know, I, obviously the Lenny Kravitz, I mean, you get Lenny Kravitz to do anything, and, you know, every woman's going to buy that one. And of course, naturally, you know, for my son and for and for our sponsor, you know, Mick, my son Mick thinks that my reading of the Michelob Ultra is hu- pure comedy. So he, he just thinks that it's funny. He loves how I do it. So the Michelob Ultra, he thought I was going to be in that commercial, deserved <laughs> to be in that commercial, uh, obviously, because it's true. I drink Michelob Ultra on the beach in the summertime, which is why he makes so much fun about me in that commercial. So the Michelob Ultra, he immediately calls me after the Michelob Ultra to, to see why I wasn't in the commercial. So, and you know, I did like John Travolta being back in with his daughter. I thought that was really good. Uh, it's funny that Mick was uh, giving you the gears there, but Michelob Ultra, good commercial. A-list athletes, Serena Williams, Anthony Davis, even Peyton Manning in a cowboy hat. I mean, Brooks Kepka at a pizza party. So that was good. And you mentioned Travolta. He made a TikTok, his daughter making a TikTok. Martha Stewart freshening up her tomatoes. Stanley from The Office that was grilling. That was uh, as for Scott's and miracle Grow. Uh, Damien Chazelle, the Academy Award winner, he directed Dolly Parton working five to nine. Of course, the famous nine to five for hits. They flipped that around Why Dolly's an angel there for Squarespace. Uh, a little bit of retro. You saw Ashton Kutcher with Mila Kunis and Shaggy. That was her as 2000. It wasn't me. So again, like you said, you're, you're really cashing on the retro here. I mean, that's 
20 years ago, that song. Obviously, Seinfeld, a big 90s hit. So you're appealing to a different audience. McConaughey was in one. He's flat. Amy Schumer, Fridge Full of Mayonnaise. You mentioned the Kravitz one. That was for Stella Artois. Kravitz was... Uh, Basically saying we're all born with two and a half billion heartbeats. That makes you a billionaire. Let's not waste the fortune within us. Invest. That was interesting. John Cena taking Mountain Dew winnings as well. Uh, Peyton and Eli Manning wearing matching PJs for Frito-Lay. Bud Light round two. Tony's Tony Romo's wife sleeping on five mattresses. How about that? The Romos eat huge sandwiches. They sleep on super tall beds and drive monster trucks. What did you think of that one? I thought it was good. You know, like, oh, you know, Romo with Skechers. I mean, I thought, you know, they were good. I thought the Lombardi, you know, that with the imagery of Lombardi for the NFL, I thought that was really good. I wish the voice would have been better. Yeah. You know, I think, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode of, of the GM Shuffle. We're going to, it'll be next week. Uh, we're down to one a week to starting after the season. And we're going to go over the Al Davis documentary. And AD, I will, I will have on this podcast in front of this committee, Senator, the greatest Al Davis impersonator that America could possibly ever hear. And we will get him to share his stories of Al Davis on this pod. And his voice will be much better than that guy who did Al's voice in the 30 for 30. I love it. That's a great tease because I agree with you on the Lombardi. It was a good commercial. I like the concept of it. Obviously, Lombardi, an iconic figure, but the voice wasn't great. So when Al Davis... Al Davis in person, that's going to be money. I can't wait for that. As you said, weekly episodes now of the GM Shuffle moving forward. We're also going to do some NFL news, obviously, next week, depending on what happens with trades now. We'll ramp up for the draft. I mean, Carson Wentz could be being dealt for Nick Foles. I mean, Wentz in Chicago, this could be unbelievable. Um, one last thought here in the commercials. I liked Brad Garrett. He was playing like a mobster, a shady sandwich mob boss in an ad for Jimmy John's, as he called it, the king of cold cuts. Uh, a couple more to mention. Paramount Plus was everywhere. God, they're spending a ton of money, huh? Making their debut on March 4th. They were vowing to clearly make an impact. Joe Montana was there for Guinness, and Reddit's big bet paid off as well. Lastly, uh, The weekend performed at the halftime. First Canadian performer since Shania Twain back in 2003. The weekend, listen, I know the music isn't to your liking per se, but what did you think of all the glitz and the glamour? The, the, when he was stuck in the mirrors, everyone's wearing red jackets. What did you think of him? I didn't like this uh, mask. I kind of was spooked out by the mask. I mean, I thought it was a good concert, but I thought it was a little kind of like the masks were a little funky for me. But, you know, what do I know? You know, I mean, so I, I, it wasn't it wasn't typical what we're, you know, I think what we're used to. And I give the guy a ton of credit, right, Weekend? I mean, he put $7 million of his own money in there to do it. So hats off to him for wanting to make sure he did the right performance at the right time. No doubt about it. Like uh, Mike said, we're now down to weekly episodes of the GM Shuffle. But please go to Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Please do support us on social media. You can tweet us. You can uh, post and stuff. M. Lombardi NFL, Adnan S. Verk on Twitter and and Instagram. Seriously, it has been an unbelievable season. Nobody would have expected the Bucks winning. Nobody would have expected, quite frankly, we'd get to this point, Mike. How about that for a closing thought as we close up the season? Just the fact that we actually got here. Like, I mean, was there hiccups along the way? Yeah, but we had a Super Bowl as planned. I think it's remarkable. It really is remarkable. It's a tribute to the NFL. It's a tribute to the players, right? To endure the long season, to go through all the testing, to kind of have your schedule change, you know, kind of put your family away, you know, take, take some really, you know, have to sacrifice some things and you know and I and I, and I also want to extend our, our deepest you know prayers to that little girl who's fighting for her life in that car accident with Andy Reed I, I think it's Andy Reed's son Brett I think it's a tragic story unfortunately that it had to happen before the Super Bowl and I know the GoFundMe page has raised a ton of money for that little girl 
and I hope it continues. So as a season, I think it was wonderful. It's great that we were able to experience the NFL and next year it'll be even better. I think it'll be even better because I truly believe by next September we'll have fans on the stands. Like you said, I echo those sentiments for that young girl and uh, just for everybody's health and safety as we try to get through this uh, just crazy time here in America. And like you said, hopefully by the time football is back, we'll have fans in the stands. I don't know if it's going to be capacity by September, but if it's even half full, I mean, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be thrilled to get some fans back. Great stuff as always here on the GM Shuffle. We'll speak to you a week next week now as we get a weekly episodes here on the Shuffle. 